0: This is Raspberry Lemonade, the Arnold Palmer of Podcasts, a refreshing dive into the stories of industry professionals, both sweet and sour. And now your host, Mr. Levi. And
1: we're back on the Raspberry Lemonade. That's an interesting got video name.
0: today. That's awesome. We got Isaac.
1: Isaac in the house, in the yeah, hotel room.
0: In the hotel room, we're, you know, making do with what we what we got in Vegas. Oh, yeah. It's, Why are we here?
1: Oh, we're here for the best mastermind in the world, the Future Flipper mastermind.
0: Yep. Shout out to Future Flipper. Shout out to Ryan and all his team. Uh, but yeah, thank you for doing this. Thank of course. you for on the show. Uh, but let's get right, right into it, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. And what business you're in, what do you
1: do? Yeah, so I'm Isaac Maring. Um, I'm 18 years old and I am a full-time real estate entrepreneur um, slash investor. And I say entrepreneur because in real estate, it's not just investing, but wholesaling and flipping and doing whatever you can to figure out how to make money in the real estate world. Yeah, So. Exactly.
0: So you're how old again?
1: I'm eighteen years old. 18 I just turned eighteen July twenty third this year. Yeah.
0: yeah. And already you've you've got quite the track record record for an eighteen year old in my opinion. And I know in a lot of people's opinion too. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So um even like I'll just start from when things started really I really put my mind to real estate, uh, which was literally just last year, um, twenty twenty one, beginning The year I was like, all right, I need to start getting in higher level groups. I need to start networking with local investors. Really, just put myself in the position to learn more, experience more, just in the real estate space. Because at that point, I was pretty much a complete beginner, um, and I just wanted to know what it was like um, to be, you know, a real estate investor. So throughout that whole year, I literally watched content. Like crazy. I um, put myself on Facebook groups to try to meet up with local investors. Uh, I even had one investor. He's a big multifamily investor in my local area in Northfield, Vermont. Um, actually, ma- mainly central Vermont, he uh, invests in. But he owns 60 something units. And he allowed me to walk through a new property he was buying. And I literally spent a day shadowing him, going to a closing. So that was one of my biggest like beginning experiences um, in the real estate world. And then, you know, after that, I really just wanted to keep networking because it was honestly, it's a great feeling when you really go for higher level things and meet higher level people that are accomplishing great things. So. Um, towards the end of the year, um, Kong had a meetup, and it was in Maryland. Um, if you guys don't know Kong, he wholesales um, a lot. Uh, he, you know, does about uh, three to four million a year, I think, in wholesale fees. Um, and I drove all the way to Maryland. I even had to get my sister to go with me so that we could get an Airbnb. Um, and we drove down, and at that meetup. I met 50 other wholesalers slash investors and one of those wholesalers I just happened to keep in contact with after and we were like oh we're going to do deals together we're going to do a deal together um turns out the beginning of November she comes to me and says she has a deal under contract that she needs help dispoing so I'm like I and I can tell it like anyone like the first initial like response was like, Oh, I can't find a buyer. There's no way I can find a buyer and I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, but then I just completely turned around. I was like, no, I'm just going to do as much as I can to be able to find this buyer. And I literally went to my computer and tried blasting this deal everywhere. And as soon as I did that, there was a ton of responses and I was like getting so hyped up at that moment. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to actually find a buyer for this. Um, but anyways, like throughout that weekend I was negotiating with buyers cuz we ended up actually getting a bidding war. Um and we sold it $12,000 higher than our original ask wholesale fee. So, oh wow. That was that was crazy. Um we actually split that 50-50 um because I was able to negotiate a $12,000 over and I made 10k and she made 10k. Um that's it was a, that was my first deal at 17 years that, old. That's crazy. Yeah. And I can tell you, like, even in that summer, like, w- my, when I was turning 17, I was like, oh, there's no way. And there's no way I can get a deal under 18. Um, I can't sign contracts. I can't do this. I can't do that. I, like, even other people, like, I tried talking to them, um, you know, and this was just in my, you know, friends and family. And they're like, yeah, I mean, there's no way you can do that. Um, but... I literally destroyed that limiting belief in yeah. November that year. So that's a big thing. Like having these limiting beliefs like hold you back. Um, they just need to get destroyed because they're not even true. And you can accomplish way more than you might think.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's, I'm That's. glad that you said that, like that, that bit about, you know,
1: everywhere you're,
0: you were kind of going to people right there like, oh, no, you can't do it because of this. You can't do it because of that. Or your own beliefs too. Like, no, nah, I'm not 18. I can't sign a contract. But like, sounds like the moment that you started focusing on what you could do, that's when things changed, right?
1: Exactly. That's exactly when things changed. And I can even remember the moment. Um, I was outside on my deck and that's when Kong first shouted out, Ig. he was going to be having this mastermind. And... I haven't spent any sort of money like that, you know, up to that point on, um, or not that much on education and going to masterminds, especially because this one was 10 hours away from where I lived. Um, also not even, not only
0: the ticket itself, but also the travel, right.
1: The travel and figuring all that out. And even when he said that I had that almost blockage again, like in that moment, I was like, Oh, I I can't afford that. There's no way Mm -hmm. I can even get down there. Um, but there was also this other amazing side of me was like, I just got to buy the ticket. So I immediately grabbed my card and just bought the ticket because of like, once I buy this ticket, I'll figure out how to get down there. It doesn't even yeah. matter at this point. Like I didn't even know if I had a good vehicle to go down there cause my truck was just barely getting fixed. And, um, I wasn't even 18 to have a place to sleep. Like I didn't care. Right. I was like, I'll sleep in my car. I'll, I, I just got to make it down there. Um, so even then, like I almost had a limiting belief and I knew I just had to buy the ticket uh, before I even like asked anybody else. Because I knew if I asked my mom, asked anybody else, they'd be like, no, there's no way you can do that. Um, and I and I did that. I bought the ticket and I told my mom, hey, I bought a ticket. I have to go to Maryland. <laughs> um, I think it's September 4th. And she's like, What do you mean? I'm like, Well, I already spent a thousand dollars on this ticket, so I'm going. <laughs> 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 like, there's no way. Like, I I have to go. You have go. to make it somehow now. Yeah. yeah. So those were two situations where it's like there was those limiting beliefs. There was and everybody has them. Even like going forward today, it that side always comes in. It's always like, Oh no, you you shouldn't do that. Oh no, you can't. Um, but you gotta allow yourself to push through those moments. Uh even Even in, like, an everyday life, you know, there's things that you don't want to do, but you just got to do them because you should, and that's going to get you to the next level. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, that deal, like, just those two moments that, like, really changed um, my trajectory and what I've come to today and my knowledge in the real estate space today. Um, Because after that, uh, it closed at November 30th. I joined Future Flipper. The rookie coaching program, January.
0: Okay, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. So you're saying that you closed your first deal without even being part of Future Flipper yet?
1: Yes. Oh yep. my gosh. Yeah. So that
0: is even more insane to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did, like I said, like that whole year, I was really um, networking, really just trying to figure out the whole business. Uh, so I was going on like free trainings, like free YouTube videos you can literally learn how to wholesale on YouTube. Like I wouldn't push anybody to, you know, pay for coaching just because they can't find the basics of the information. Um, cause that's not true. It's like all out there, mm-hmm. especially if you have no money. Um, there's information out there to get you that first deal or to get you that next step. Um, so I literally like that all year like was trying to do everything I could to just learn about wholesaling and real estate investing. Um, Just, you know, trying to search up markets, learn the markets, how to comp properties, how to figure out repairs, and, you know, how to even find buyers, or how does the process even work. Um, I learned all those basics to get that first deal done before I even joined um, Future Flipper.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I did not know that. That's, yeah, that's really crazy, and kudos to you, man, for getting past those, again, the limiting beliefs, right, because I think a lot of people out there, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, like, I know I've been there, where it's like, well, I'd like to do this, but no, I can't, because of da-da-da-da-da, you know, or no, because I don't have this, or I don't have that, or whatever, for a while, I actually think, I could relate to that. I was like, I just felt like maybe I didn't have the resources for it, but you just showed us that you don't necessarily even have to have the resources. No, you, you just got to do it. You
1: just have to figure it out. And then, you know, it's, it's about also finding the right people and then also getting those resources. Like mm-hmm. you can make the excuse. I don't have this. Then, you know, go out there and figure out how you can find it. Yeah. Um, how it's the the how how do i do do this
0: not i can't how do i do this yes that's awesome man yes
1: because you know and we'll, we'll get to some other crazy uh situations and deals after that so going back to like i just joining you in future flipper i i almost you know i was going this back and forth thing which a lot of people do it's um, to pay for high-value coaching, it costs a lot. It's not going to be a cheap like thirty-dollar thing. Um, yeah. That's probably not even going to be a good coach for you, like honestly. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's 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 even yeah. It's you're right. Like it's if you want to get more fit, if you want to hire a personal trainer. It's going to cost you. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, and luckily, Future Filber had their New Year's sale, and that's really what got it got me in. I I even remember this moment. I was New Year's Eve. I was you know. We're at a uh, New Year's Eve party at my girlfriend's and literally I was like, I seeing the deals going out for Future Flipper and right then I was like, oh, should I sign up? I don't know. It's a lot of money. I have the money, but I don't know if I should because I could probably do deals without Future Flipper. I know the basics. I've done a deal before. Um, and then it's like, but I also want to have that coaching weekly so that it keeps me accountable and... Uh, it puts me around other like-minded investors, people who are in the same stages as me. So it was like that back and forth. Um, I ended up scheduling a call with Brian and we literally talked like 40 minutes and, um, with Brian, with Brian. Yeah. Honestly, even that, like, that was crazy. Like Brian was going to give me the call. I thought like someone from the, the, uh, yeah, like now they have more sales reps, but at that time they were like, they've grown a lot this year. Um, but I thought, like, maybe, like, someone like Mariella or, like, a team member uh, was going to reach out to me. And then Brian texted me, like, 15 minutes before me. It's he like, hey, you're you still good for that meeting? I'm like, oh, yeah, like, the Brian Davila? Like, I've seen him on Brian's podcast, and uh, I've, I'm seeing what he's doing uh, for himself. So I was like, wait, I'm going to be talking to Brian in 15 minutes? I did not know this. <laughs> the nerves kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we had a great chat, like even we got into like not even stuff about the coaching program, just having a conversation um, about each other's lives. And like Brian even was telling me how he just made his first million dollar year and, you know, how that felt for him and, you know, reaching his goals and where he was, you know, even just two years ago. Um, You know, it's crazy now I've seen like some older videos of Brian and, like, he literally was, like, a beginner asking Ryan questions. Um, it's just crazy to see how far he's grown. Like, I remember I'm looking back through these all-star calls, and he's literally in his bedroom. You see the bed in the background. He's literally trying to ask, you know, some basic questions on how to, you know, flip a property and get lenders and do all this stuff. So it it was just, like, the that two-year timeline up to this point, like, now he made a million dollars last year. That's, like, that's how fast things can change. Yeah. So... That was crazy to me. Um,
0: So that's kind of how you joined the program,
1: right? Yeah. Like literally on that call, like I think the main thing was like, well, Brian, I mean, I could go find other learnings and I could go find free trainings and all this stuff to learn real estate. I could network and I would learn that way. Um, But I think the main reason why I wanted to join Future Flipper was because I had that community. Um, Because... Out of 500 people that are in the program, I could just find one person and do a deal with them that I could JV with them. And it would pay for the course. Yeah, It would pay for the program. Um, and then I could do multiple after that. So that was literally like it. I was like, okay, I'm going to spend this money and I can just do one deal out of these 500 people JV with someone. Just like I did before. I found a buyer um, for another wholesaler that needed help. And that's really like what you know i bought like right after that call he's like i'll give you the discount today and you know it's only there for today i'm like dude this is this is where i go to my next level yeah and it really was because after that i was on every call i literally set out my goal to like call one new person in the program every day And even people knew that um, up to like April when I came here for my first mastermind, everybody was like, dude, you're that kid that literally reaches out to everybody. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I would like start networking like crazy within the program. I wanted to know everybody. Like I wanted to have connections all over the country so that if a deal came along, if I needed something in their area, um, we could collaborate and work together. Um, And it's, it's all accountability as well. Like I can see what someone else is up to. Um, we can keep each other accountable for like if we're actually taking action or not. Yeah. Um, so even, so that's like the networking side, even with the calls and everything, there was so much knowledge that I didn't even know about, um, that Brian was sharing. Um, cause you don't know what you don't know. So yeah, there was, there was so much like value that was given on the calls. Uh, I could literally call Brian anytime if I had a question about something. Uh, and, You know, the big thing was like all the marketing and systems and um, different types of marketing. I really didn't know all that. And that's what I really learned. And then I started like text blasting and, um, you know, trying to do more cold calling and that stuff. Um, Which, you know, even like looking back this year, I actually didn't even get a deal from text blasting because I stopped. And I can't really blame that on the texting. It was just because I wasn't consistent with it. Uh, I was more consistent with the networking side, though. Um, I think that's one of my main things I do. Like, I, I like networking more than yeah. <laughs> talking with sellers. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
0: definitely more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you
1: it's more enjoyable, yeah. Um, Not that, it, like, you can shy away from talking to sellers. It's something you have to do if you want to get deals. But, uh, you know, even fast-forwarding, like, let's go to June. Like, you know, I, even... You know, I was still in school. Um, I played hockey. Like I had a ton of stuff going on where I really wasn't putting enough action towards real estate. And I knew that. Um, I even, something that was actually crazy that probably no one else um, gets to do. I went to a tech center and I convinced them to let me focus on real estate. And that would be my co-op. So in tech, there's a co-op where you can work while still getting credits. So they literally let me go four days off of school a week to focus on my real estate business. And that w- that's never been done before. Like, they even told me, they're like, we would have never let anybody else um, even do anything that's different from their program. I was in diesel technology. Usually you have to go work at a diesel shop. I was doing something that was completely, like, not even in the tech like uh, space really it was just my own um you know business ventures so that was something that was really crazy that they allowed me to open up my time and uh, really focus on my real estate business
0: that's awesome bro. Yeah, that's quite the story there and we're gonna get even deeper now oh bro. yeah yeah <laughs> how did you even get involved with real estate like what was yeah, like, what started that this snowball effect for you? Like, Because some people get into it because of, you know, they are looking for something else, something different, or because they find that real estate is a good, you know, way to make a lot of money in a short amount of time. Uh, others do it because they like the flexibility, you know, so they're able to make their own schedule right. things like that. In your case, like, Where did you even hear about real estate? Like, how
1: did that come to be? Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, it's a 17-year-old getting into this space doing deals. And I don't have that traditional, like, oh, I went off to college for four years. Um, That was a complete mistake. I didn't use my college degree. I got into this other job. I absolutely hated it. And then I stumbled upon real estate and I... like snap my fingers, I was like, no, I'm not doing that job. Like, that's not me. That's, that's um, like the typical story. That's, the, that's the typical story. And, you know, usually people don't hit that point until they're like at least 25 to like 35 where they really realize, holy crap, I wasted my college years. I partied. I went to this job I hated. But I don't have that. Um, so literally my whole life, and I'm realizing this more now, And I'm starting to understand myself more where I've been always business entrepreneur minded to go out and hustle and want to make money. Um, I can remember I was in elementary school. Uh, My mom worked at the school and she even had to work like late um, on the after school program. So I literally stayed at school for two hours after that. And I always went onto the computers and I was always looking up how to make money at whatever age I was, probably like 10, how to make money at 10. Um, and you know, you always got the traditional stuff. Oh, go mow a lawn, (laughs) have a laminate stand. Like, you know, you could probably look up stuff now and it's all the same stuff. Like I saw then. Um, so I, I've always been interested in trying to make money and, you know, hustle out there. Um, and what's even more interesting uh, and funny is that I stumbled upon wholesaling uh, in middle school.
0: Do a quick recap for our listeners what wholesaling is. just a Sure. Short summary. So,
1: short, quick uh, summary of what wholesaling is is I sign a contract with a homeowner to sell their property. Now I just sell that contract for a higher amount, typically to an investor who is the end buyer. Um, so let's just say I put that property under contract at a hundred thousand and I turn around, I sell it to an investor for 110,000. I profit the difference. So that's, that's the simplest way to put it because wholesaling is literally just selling paper. You don't, you know, own the property at all. You just have a contract that you're selling. Um, and I, I learned the, or I didn't really learn. I, uh, was um brought to it like in middle school from jerry norton and i saw his stuff and he was like oh you can make 10k just find me a deal yeah i had no idea i'm like what is this even like real like what do you mean (laughs) find you a a deal yeah yeah like i was kind of interested in him. like this can't like is this real or is it not um but being you know, the guy I was who wanted to, you know, figure out how to make money. Like I wanted to really deep dive this, like, like, how can I even actually do this? And I never actually like figured it out. I think I was just too young. I didn't know actually what to do. Maybe
0: like the concept was still yeah. too much to understand. It,
1: it, yeah, I c- I couldn't grasp the concept at all. Mm-hmm. Like I was like 10k. If I bring you a property, like, do I just send you the address? Like what? Where do I even <laughs> send you the address? Like I <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I right, didn't right. know any of that. Um, and then. I think again, when it really sparked like my investing side, my, uh, other business side and real estate side was when I think in ninth grade it was, I was one night just like, what am I going to do for my career? Like I was just super interested. I'm like, what am I going to do after high school? What am I interested in to really focus on now? And I was like, well, people say like they want to be accountants. What is an accountant do actually do day by day? Like people always talk about it like, oh, yeah. um, you know, they told me I'm good at math. Maybe I should be an accountant. I'm like, what do they do? So I literally just but they like... make good money. Yeah, they, they make good money. Like, you could be a great accountant. And I'm like, I don't even know what they do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I literally looked up YouTube videos on accounting. And then I'm like, oh, this is actually quite interesting. Um, and, you know, of course, accounting is very in tune with, like, investing and finance world. So then I came across Graham Stephan, And this was when, you know, I think he had 100,000 subscribers or like, you know, between 100 to 300. Um, So he already had a good following. And I really started watching his videos, like binge watching that night. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, this is awesome. Like investing and real estate investing, I could buy properties, rent them out, create wealth for myself. Um, I could be an agent and a salesperson. I could just... um, I could have no limits to how much money I can make as a real estate agent. I just got to sell like, you know, as many properties I want. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's when I was really interested in the, like r- being a real estate agent and, uh, investing side. Um, and then I, I've watched Graham for years and then eventually, you know, I did stumble upon Ryan when he was first like making YouTube videos um, I think YouTube just knew <laughs> I knew I needed to watch him. Um I remember Ryan's like intros. it's it's so funny, like even hearing his intro music back then because it just reminds me of where he was, you know, even just two years ago. Um, so like that's upside that point, like literally social media has brought me down the rabbit hole of investing real estate in like this whole world. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah. There you go. So social media can be a good tool when used properly <laughs> exactly when
1: used properly yeah yeah um, otherwise
0: it's a huge time waster isn't it it is it can be
1: it, it can be a huge time waster even even um i could say this year i've wasted a ton of time on social media especially nowadays like like four years ago it was not like it is today like you can you click on your social media app and you literally get stuck on there for 20 minutes if you're not careful or more yeah or more <laughs> um you know and i i I kept especially with
0: tiktok i think no
1: yeah tiktok is the main thing like tiktok really changed the social media space where it's you know grabbing your eyes and getting your you know dopamine your brain like Mm -hmm. hit after hit you know and you know i've gotten trapped into that myself sometimes like i'll admit like i literally got trapped into it i had to delete the app and then as a content creator, I'm like, oh, I want to create content. So I need to get the app back. And then I got trapped into like watching these reels and videos instead of actually creating the content. Because when you open up TikTok, you're already watching the video. It's already making you want to scroll. Uh-huh. It's harder to go into the creator side <laughs> because once you open up that TikTok, it's already showing you videos that like, oh, my God, what's this? Oh, my and God, what's it, this? And It
0: usually is something that interests you. So, yeah. Right. And definitely. you just want to keep
1: going. It's like, oh, what's next? Yeah. What's next? <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely it, it can hurt you, uh, but it also can build you. and It also can, you know, um, help you learn a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I've learned so much just from social media. Yeah. Like, all my real estate and business sense has been from social media.
0: There you go. So it's up to you. It's up to us. Will exactly. What we, you know. And it's a constant battle. Like, it, it'll still happen from time to time. But I'm sure with practice, you know, we'll hopefully get better at using the social media or having the social media work for us rather than us kind of, like, exactly. being sucked into it. Yeah. And yeah.
1: even just recently on in August, I took a break. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of this. Even Brian, which is why coaching, again, is very helpful at the beginning of the month. He's like you know, set goals of what you want to take away. Like what's taking up your time that you really need to take out of your life. And I was like, I need to stop scrolling social media. Like it's been a problem. <laughs> like I'm I'm literally doing it like even like 15 minutes at a time. Like it was worthless. Yeah. Um. So I limited it as much as I could. There was a couple of times where I got out and I'm like, wait a minute. And I got off of it. But even since, you know, the end of August, like I haven't really like scrolled social media like I did before. I'm more into like the creating and focused on my business efforts now.
0: That's good. Man. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Keep at it. Man. I'm excited to see what you, you know, do in the future. And I know you're still, you know, working on stuff. Uh, now you'd like to get a little personal on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as I'm sure a lot of the people listening know. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to ask about the guests, upbringing uh you know what maybe what their childhood was like maybe i don't know there's been some very crazy backgrounds with some people we Mm -hmm. had a guest not too long ago who at like 22 i want to say you know both his parents had passed away by that age and he's you know he made a successful company you know so those types of definitely mold and shape you as you grow up and maybe something that happened even in your childhood you know that like that could affect who you are now or maybe a trait that you have that you still have till this day and that has somehow helped you in your business so yeah tell us a, a little bit about where like your your upbringing
1: so i've always lived in vermont uh, where the green mountain state and Many people don't even know our state. You could ask some people and they're like, is Vermont in Canada? And we're like, no, it's in the United States, (laughs) like in between New Hampshire and New York. (laughs) Like it's one of the 50 states. (laughs) I blame that on the school system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, that's how rural it is. Um, So I've lived there my whole life. It's, I mean, if you haven't experience like mountains and nature and stuff like that like it would be the place to go um, a lot of people go during the fall season to see the um, change of color in the leaves um, winter's great cause you'd ski um, but other than that you know <laughs> it's very small uh, we have a population of 600,000 um, so anyway that's that's where I've you know lived my whole life um, in that kind of climate I, I can say from my upbringing I mean Uh, you know, even going back to like when I was super young, I went to like a a private Christian school. I honestly wouldn't even call myself like a Christian today. Uh, My mom was always like pushing like Christianity and church stuff. And then we kind of fell out of it after I like, I was young and I'm like, uh, this sucks. Like, I don't want to keep going to church. Like I want to go like have fun. Um, and I started getting into sports and it just took over, um, that stuff. So, I went to a private school up until like second grade and then I went to my first public school in third grade. Um, and then I actually, uh, went there until fifth grade and then I transferred over to Norfield, which is my graduating school in sixth grade. So, um, I've only been to three different schools. I know like some people like have been to a lot more. Um, but even those transfers, I think for me in my childhood, it was like, uh each time I met new people, new experiences. And going from Williamstown, the school I was in from third to fifth, uh, when I hit Norfield, like I wanted to show everybody like I was uh, you know, a different person. Like I wanted to be a different person. So I kind of got that understanding of changing of my environment. Um because, you know, you know, a lot of people might go through a lot of different schools. And some people only stay in one school their whole life. And I got to go to three different ones, which one was like a super strict Christian school. Like we had to wear uniforms. Um, you know, we we had prayers every day. And then we went to a public school that was like complete, you know, opposite. Like you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and there wasn't like, you weren't as strict and uh and that's honestly I think once I went to public school I was getting in trouble a little bit more because of that. <laughs> I experienced a lot more of, you know, I can do whatever. Um versus when I was in private school it was all like, you know, focus, like, uh don't do this, that's bad, and you know dress your uniform, uh focus on your schoolwork, get it done. Um and so even like my my Both my parents are split. Um, they have been, like, since I was a baby. So, like, for me, I know a lot of people uh, experience their parents splitting at an older age, and they have those struggles. For me, it was just always accustomed to that because it happened when I was so young. Um, so I've always experienced that, oh, I'm living with a mom and then go to a dad's on the weekends kind of thing. Gotcha. So that just shares a little bit more, I guess, about my childhood part. Um, I, I did play some sports in school. I, I actually played uh, basketball starting in fourth grade. And then I started playing. I played baseball like when I was super young and then I stopped. I didn't really like it. And then I started playing again in sixth grade. And that lasted for that whole year. I played for two teams in sixth grade. And then <laughs> I didn't play baseball the next year. Um, I played football in middle school. Um, and I I played hockey from sixth grade to, um, when I was a senior, which hockey was a big, like big struggle in the beginning, like skating. I literally could not skate at all. Like I literally got on the ice. (laughs) and I would fall on my face. (laughs) So a lot of people like said to me, like, oh my goodness, like how far you've come from like, In sixth grade I I literally couldn't even stay on the ice into you know being a senior where I was you know actually a decent player um you know even just seeing that kind of growth kind of uh, I can put myself in that position now in business where it's like you know you might step out on the ice and fall on your face but then you just get back up and keep trying and trying and then eventually you'll be good enough um and then you know as I was in high school like I was then starting line know i can actually play so
0: which now actually you mentioned that you played hockey maybe that's why people think vermont is in canada (laughs) (laughs) because they got that idea that only canadians play hockey but no there is a league in the u.s actually
1: (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) yeah maybe i mean i don't know i wouldn't call vermont a big hockey place though i mean vermont's not very Big on a lot of sports. I guess maybe skiing. I guess you've gotten professional skiers that have gotten onto the uh, Olympics team. Yeah. Um, but other than that, <laughs> we don't have the best sports organizations. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, at least you guys do sports. You know, yeah. Which is pretty cool. All right. Well, I always like to ask my guests uh, to share a sour story, you know, because no matter what career path we take or, you know, business we decide to start or whatever, there's always going to be, for sure, a very tough situation or a very tough, you know, something that comes up that you have to deal with, Mm -hmm. right? And that's just the reality of it. So, in your case, what's been kind of one of the most difficult or... Not ideal situations that you've experienced so far in your real estate career. Sure.
1: I would say just this year. Um, This year has been a rocky road. Like it's literally like higher highs and lower lows. Uh, Especially because the lower lows feel even lower when you've experienced those higher highs. Um, So although like everything looks great, like I'm 17, 18 years old, doing deals, you know, it doesn't really happen, you know, I'm like 0.001% that that has done done a deal deal at 17. Like, that's that's crazy to a lot of people, but it also comes with, like, there's all, a lot of, like, back-end stuff with, there's a lot of stress you deal with. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, um, I I really didn't even think I was going to get my first flip closed. And, uh, you know, even leading up to, like, you know, the closing, like that was some of the stress, most stressful times. And even when I bought the property, like I was dealing with a lot of stuff. And then on the, you know, non-business side, on the personal side, there was also stuff going on personally with um, a relationship I had all throughout high school. So with everything like going on, like I'm trying to figure out my first deal, and nothing seemed to really go right. Like everything right. was going wrong and I just had to keep, you know, pushing forward and figuring everything out. Um, and then on the personal side, I also had a relationship that was really, um, you know, going back and forth and, you know, in a tough position. Gotcha. So I, honestly, like I could say, like this year has been, you know, my biggest growth year, but it's also been like the toughest year. Yeah uh, you know, the most tough position I've had in my life. Like I could probably go back and through and say, Oh my God, like that sucked when I was younger, but I don't think any of them were to this, j- like to, j- that to level. this degree yeah. like of this year. Gotcha. Um, just cause it's been so much yeah. like, yeah, I've been joining programs since the beginning of the year. Um, you know, but this is also while in school and while like, you know, I really wanted to focus on hockey at the beginning of the year, but I also wanted to focus on business. Um, and then, I was, you know, I had, I had school, I had hockey, I had business and I had my relationship like, you know, balancing all those things is super hard. And then I also wanted to be a content creator and create content. <laughs> so ay, ay, ay. <laughs> yeah, like balancing everything is like, it's almost like non, not possible because uh, you know, I had to like push away a little bit of my business side and content creation side because I knew I wanted to focus on hockey at the beginning of the year um, cause it would be, it's my last year. Like I wouldn't have an experience like it again, yeah. whereas, you know, business can kind of wait. Yeah. Um, I'll, you know, do deals eventually. I'll create more content eventually, but hockey was my only time to focus on that. So that's when I realized, okay, I can set aside these other things and get my priorities straight a little bit. Um, and I, and I can say like, that's when I really started more focusing on hockey too. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like. This is my last time ever playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. I have to, ex- you know, enjoy as much as I can of it. Definitely. What um, would you say?
0: You know, because you've mentioned that you've kind of had to struggle quite a bit this year, right? What would you say is like a, what a story on the sweeter side? Then, yeah, kind of like a highlight so far that you're like, oh man, this, I'm on, I'm on top of the world right now. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, I can tell you the sweet stuff came after, you know, the bad stuff, Um, you know, working through that deal and then, you know, figuring out, you know, every piece of the puzzle. And then when you lost that piece, you have to go search it and find it and put it back in. And like every time I had to keep doing that and then it finally got all put together. Um, And that was actually just at the beginning of this month when I closed on it Mm. and that those funds hit my account. Uh, I was, that was... it wasn't even, it was so weird. Like, even a week before closing, I was even like telling myself and other people, I'm like, honestly, the money's great. <laughs> like, I'm ready for that money to hit my account. But, like, I was also so ready to just get rid of this property. <laughs> That's how <not> much <laughs> of a headache it was. It was like, you know, I, I was going to make, you know, $50,000 on my first flip that I got at 17. And then I was, you know, closing on the sale side at 18. And I was like, you know, even though I know this money's coming, it's all going to get reinvested. I'm going to invest in, back into coaching and mm-hmm. my business. And most importantly, I just want to get rid of this property. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good feeling once I closed on that. And, you know, once those funds actually hit, I did realize, okay, wow, this is great. I have $50,000 that I can reinvest and this will be like the start of everything, um, I now have the funds to join All-Star Program. So now I'm here today uh, in this hotel room going to this mastermind because I closed that deal and I joined the All-Stars and I could afford the trip to come here to reinvest myself, to meet more people, to be on this podcast, um, to hopefully get more deals, more lenders. So really for me, that sweet part came when I was like, okay, now I have this these funds to start reinvesting and growing myself and take that next level because we talked about earlier how I took the next level when I joined the rookie program. And now I took another leap and joined the all-stars and I'm going to be starting to delegate and hire out some of the basic tasks that I really probably shouldn't be doing because I'm not good at and they're not worth my time. There you go. (laughs) So got to
0: stick to what you're good at. Definitely. Yes, That's awesome, man. I'm so happy for you and I wish you the absolute best. And I know you're going to do really good. You're already on the, you know, the right path uh, when it comes to your career. And uh, so, yeah, I wish you the best, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what what you got whipping up.
1: For sure. Yeah. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be crazy, I think, this next year. Um, Just because I'm also thinking about, I live in Vermont now, so it's very small. Uh, There's 600,000 people in the entire state. It's very rural, like I said. I'm pretty tapped out if I wanted to grow and scale uh, an investment company, a flipping company. Um, And there's not much of a network there that really can excite me, (laughs) to be honest. like There isn't these (laughs) high-level people around in Vermont. And if they are they're not like the same high level people that you can meet in this program where they are really collaborative. Like they just want to do their thing. They're older and they don't want to, you know, teach you how to do anything. Like (laughs) They want to focus on their own self. (laughs) So I want to put myself, uh, in a, in an area I can grow into. I call it like, you know, I'm going to get in a bigger tank that I Mm. can grow into. So I want to move to Nashville, Tennessee, um, so I'm planning on, you know, looking for a two to four unit that I can house hack, nice. keep my living expenses super low or non-existent, maybe even cash flow, and on top of that. Cause right now I'm super spoiled living with my mom still. And I've literally like little to no uh, expenses. living expenses. Yeah. <laughs> so if I made that shift and especially with my career where it's like, I don't really know when my next paychecks come in. Um, I need to house hack so that, I mean, there's so many reasons why you should house hack especially if you are alone and like you can like you can build equity um you got the cash flow and it just takes care of your living expenses yeah which and is it,
0: the biggest expense a lot of us have really. right yeah
1: yeah and then if you're brand new like it gets you to understand real estate a little bit more um you know it, most of the time i would say like you're probably going to buy that property so you're going to buy um renovate it you know refinance and then, you know take that cash out and go into something else and then you're also going to have to learn how to screen tenants properly um you know how to manage the property so i think it's a great like learning experience that i'm going to go through and just to you know also have the money and financial side of the benefits as well as you know the growth and learning
0: yeah definitely one awesome awesome last question for some people the hardest question if you had to choose a current live soundtrack like a song you know that kind of fits the vibe of what you're going through right now what would you say that is?
1: Um, man in my world it's like all over the place right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's even like I was saying the higher highs and lower lows like there's days where it's like oh this is great like um i could say like it'd be a song of like you know hitting my next levels and you know moving up and doing all this but then there's also these low lows where it's like oh man like this sucks like am i gonna even get through this kind of
0: what's what's your melancholic song then because those are always fun melancholic is like sad and you know kind of like gloomy um so right now i mean i guess it would be kind of gloomy uh the the song's called truth about you yeah this town's been telling me i've done some things i never did yeah the grapevine starts with a glass of wine and you taking a sip Every word that you're saying is another step to my reputation, and I can't take it anymore. But you've opened that door. Yeah, there's two sides to every breakup one's a lie, and one's the truth. One of them went down, and one was made up. But in the end, we both lose. Why can't we meet? If you quit telling lies about me, I won't tell the truth about you.
1: It's a country song. I forgot the name. who sings it. but I had a recent relationship that kind of ended, and it kind of describes how everything went.
0: Oh uh, man! So yeah.
1: Like, and there's a couple other songs where I was listening to. And it's like crazy, what you know, music um, derives from. Like, it literally is all like relationships and like yeah and there's a reason for that because it gets people like this what people like to listen to
0: it can relate to it especially if you're going through it you know at the you know living through it right yeah that's that's why i I love music so much because if you're happy there's a song for it if you're in love there's a song for it if you're like super rock bottom and you know the world hates you or you feel like the world hates you there's a song for that too. Yeah, there's
1: a song for everything. There's a song for our conversation today.
0: I'm sure that, yeah, I'm, I'm having someone work on it right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: like there's it's interesting where the you know songs are written from. It's and it's it's just how like even you know movies are um you know produced and everything because it's all about our uh, life's, life's experiences with our relationships, our bad moments, and then even going from our bad moment moments to our good, like it's, it's all real stuff that yeah. happens throughout our life. And that's why it makes the movies good. Exactly, <laughs> Cause, cause we, we all relate to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, man, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Appreciate that. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time. I know this next few days, we're both going to be very busy, you know, with the event and things like that, but thank you. And, uh, where could, the people out there find you.
1: You can find me anywhere on social media at Isaac Maring. I keep it really simple. I know a lot of pe- people come up with these funky names, but it's just me. It's my personal brand. And I uh, want to make it easy for you to find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'll be trying to up my posts and provide a ton of value, um, show you guys my experiences and just share a lot of my thoughts so you guys can always follow me there
0: there yeah. you go there you have it yeah that's what levi said i think eventually i have to shorten that huh it's too
1: long yeah, a little too
0: too difficult <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways yeah. thank you so much man
1: i appreciate you man and it's uh great to come on this podcast yeah it's, it's gonna this podcast is gonna be amazing thank I, you. I can see the growth
0: i i appreciate that i hope so and out there you know, if you'd like to join the Future Flipper program, there'll be links in the description, either of this video or if you're listening to it, also on the podcast uh, description. Uh, go ahead, give Isaac a follow. Follow him and his journey. And um, yeah, thank you for, for joining us and listening to Raspberry Lemonade, now on video. Hopefully we can keep that trend going but i uh, know
1: people want to you know watch as well as listen
0: yeah yeah exactly which uh, i'm I'm glad we were able to do that today so thank you so much and we'll catch you soon have a wonderful day this has been a red bird studio productions hope you've enjoyed the program